With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. At the bottom rung of the ladder, welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we use the kitchen sink approach, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live. From your eardrums, providing marginal sports talk radio all night long, hanging out here at the Fox Sports Radio studios. Hope all is well with you. And our anticipation leading in to the NBA Finals was that there wasn't much interest. There wasn't much excitement. There wasn't much much in the the way of anticipation uh, going into it. There was obviously no game Played on a Wednesday night, but our lead does come from the television ratings department. The first report card for the 2021 finals without a big headliner, without a glamour team. How would the Suns and the Bucks matchup resonate with television viewers? And we have our first indication. Our first indication is out. And I don't know if you saw this or not, maybe not. Uh, it's worth some conversation here between. Myself and yourself. So the the NBA Finals drew flies compared to the good old days of the sport on the boob tube. And this continues to be a death spiral for the NBA in terms of a television product. ABC, network television, ABC's telecast of game one between the Suns and the Bucks. You didn't have to have cable for this. This was on just regular over-the-air television uh, and you just had to have an antenna. That's it to get it. So the uh, game one broadcast, Suns and Milwaukee Bucks, averaged 7.6 million viewers. That is based on time zone adjusted national ratings from Nielsen, the company that does the ratings. That is up slightly from last year, and that's what the NBA is selling here. It's up less than 5%. In fact, it's about 4% 
about 4% is 3% where I come from. But they're, they're selling, well, it's about 4% from last year. Keep in mind, though, last year was rock bottom. It was absolute rock bottom. Uh, that was the uh, season the NBA attracted the all-time low audience. 7.4 million viewers for the NBA Finals opener with LeBron and the Lakers and Jimmy Butler's heat in the bubble. That was the worst of all time. And so this year, with things in the NBA world more normal, they didn't take three, four months off because the league shut down and then started up with the Fugazi bubble. They didn't do that this year. They continued to build up. That's at least the anticipation. How'd that work out? Now, I mentioned the spin doctors at the league office are attempting to manipulate these numbers as a positive. Based on what I have seen, they are not. Uh, They are not, unless they come up with an entirely new set of numbers. So let us discuss the question. What can we learn from the opening Game 1 ratings of the NBA Finals? So my thoughts on this. You've got Enron, Dance Party, and Thermometer. And we'll tie all of these things together, and we're going to make some goulash is what we're going to make. Now, A, listen, the, the NBA has continued a trend, not a fad, a trend of losing eyeballs at a rapid rate. And it's one of these things that would we classify this like the boiling frog, right? It's something where each year to year, typically it's a small loss. And you don't really notice it per se, and you can you can brush it off and say it's not that big a deal. But eventually, just like the boiling frog, you will figure out that you're being boiled, and you're like, well, by then it's too late. By then it's too late. Uh, this was not supposed to happen. That's the other thing about this, right? We were told by the smart people that the reason the ratings fell off the table were apocalyptic you know, ratings uh, for television sports in 2020 was because of the bubble and the fact that the finals shifted nearly four months after their normal spot on the sporting calendar in the United States. And they they played the, the COVID card from the bottom of the deck. They played the COVID card. And a lot of dumb people accepted and said, okay, that's fine. We're good. That's all we need. Uh, now, others promised that we would see a ratings boomerang after the NBA toned down and buried most of their wokey McWoke slogans and images on the court and the uniforms, they did. The NBA immediately got rid of those after the finals. They, they, there were people in the league that assumed that was why people weren't watching. Uh, and uh, they thought, well, we'll get rid of those. Everyone will come back. Uh, they did. They got rid of those. Guess what? It didn't happen. The people didn't come back. Uh, with a traditional regular season, not quite as long as the normal regular season, started around Christmas. That's what they wanted. TV wanted that to build up an audience. And the idea was you would work your say, uh, yourself up to a crescendo. Uh, and you got new blood in the finals. People complain. Oh, it's always LeBron. It's always you know Steph Curry. Uh, the early report card is a total failure. For the Suns and Bucks to be just 4% ahead of the worst all-time NBA Finals opener. Uh, it, it's so bad. How bad is it? ESPN, they delayed releasing the numbers till Thursday. They blamed it, the official numbers they're going to release, they blamed it on the 4th of July weekend. Keep in mind the game was played after the 4th of July weekend. It was Tuesday. Uh, We're not buying what they're selling. That's a sign that they are bringing in the Enron accounting department to cook the books. They'll start grasping at straws as they try to spin, 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 try to come up with some positive numbers. They're not uh, in game one anyway. We'll see if it gets better. Now, part B of this, uh, this is a corroboration, a validation of my long-standing belief that Chris Paul is bad TV. He is not compelling. And the early results are, are right there. The NBA marketing department spent an entire month building up Chris Paul, and certainly since the Suns uh, beat a wounded Clipper team, were selling Chris Paul. Mike Breen was licking Chris Paul's toes on television during the NBA Finals game. Uh, And let's just say that the average consumer did not get sucked into a gravitational pull to watch CP3. He's not mesmerizing. He's nauseating. He's much more nauseating. Chris Paul and, and to some extent, also Giannis Adetokounmpo, who was a decoy playing in game one. Those are the above-the-marquee players. 
for the marketing department of the NBA, and neither one of them turned out to be irresistible. Right? He's like, oh, I got I to watch that. No, no, you don't have to watch that. You can do just about anything else. And so much for the belief that the NBA needed new blood, right? New blood. A guy from Minnesota read me the riot act because he said, yeah, you're just uh, one of those coastal idiots in the media, right? And, uh, well, no, my argument was if the Clippers had been, the ratings would have been higher because the Clippers are compelling television, not the Suns. And I'm right. I've been proven correct how bad the Suns did. Uh, and uh, we needed new faces, this guy said, in the finals. Well, be careful which faces you get in the finals. These ratings figure to continue to have a dance party, and they'll do the limbo. How low can you go? How low can you go? All right, last word here. So the NBA Finals television ratings have been weaponized. All sports television ratings have been weaponized to tell a story, right, to tell a story. But there is a dense fog advisory. And the ratings for the NBA at this point in the finals, you need to get your radar out. You need to get your GPS out to navigate the pea soup fog because the overall ratings are a thermometer for the health of your sports, a temperature check, right? You get the temperature and see how you're doing. If you look at the reading on the thermometer and you take a look at it, uh, the NBA is still running a fever. They've still got sweaty hands, and they've got a frog in the throat. They've got the heebie-jeebies. The NBA's got the heebie-jeebies. They're biting their fingernails right now, hoping this does not continue. All right? They're going to try to manipulate a rather grim picture and work some fun with numbers, right? Fun with numbers. Now, to paint a better picture of how far the NBA has fallen in the zeitgeist of the American sports fan and the casual fan, because at first glance, in a side-by-side comparison, the National Basketball Association, just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with here, they have lost roughly 6 million viewers since 2019. And that's the good news. And the number is at 10 million fewer men, women, and children from 2018. We're not talking about 10 years ago. We're not talking about 20 years ago. We're not talking about 30 years ago uh, before social media and Internet, stuff like that. Uh, To rephrase this, the decline of the NBA as a television product down 43.7% from 2019. That was when a Canadian team, the Toronto Raptors, was playing in the NBA championship round. And from 2018, down 56.8%. In 2018, when the Warriors played the Cavs, they had 17.6 million people watching Game 1 of the Finals. In 2019, they were down to 13.5 million. That was the Raptors and the Warriors. In 2020, it was all the way down to 4.1 million. 4.1 million that was the bubble. And this year, it's at 7.6, which is, again, down 10 million from 2018. And it's big cities that don't want anything to do with the NBA. Big cities are saying no, no, no to the National Basketball Association. New York City, the Big Apple, the Mecca, down 56%. And the Knicks were in the playoffs to drum up more interest. Uh, ratings for the game one down 56%. Philadelphia down 51%. Chicago is also down 50%, and also Washington, D.C. These are major metropolises in the United States, and the ratings are brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. But I cannot wait to see how the numbers are. It's like Play-Doh. They're going to grab it and squeeze it and twist it and try to get it in the shape they want. It ain't good. It is not. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... 
It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The one that got away. Welcome in the beginning. Of yet another hour of the Ben Maller Show. They just keep, in one, keep coming one after another. We are in the air everywhere as we go at it, hammer and tongs, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the sweatshop as we slave away over the hot microphones, that big on-air light. Shining down from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Hope all is well. So our lead this hour comes from the NFL. We're about three weeks away from the start of training camp. And you can file this one under the category of the one that got away. You know where I'm going on this one. I've got a smile from ear to ear. Maybe not. So this is regarding some recent comments made by Kyle Shanahan. I don't often talk about Kyle Shanahan, the San Francisco coach, even though they play in Santa Clara. So Kyle Shanahan admitting recently that the Niners made a run at trading for Matthew Stafford. At the time, he was the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. This is just a few months ago. Before ultimately the Los Angeles Rams landed Matthew Stafford. And that was the big move the Rams made this offseason. Well, the Niners wanted Stafford. It had been reported this was the case. We had no confirmation. We now have confirmation. Shanahan had this revelation while chatting with Sean McVay, the Rams head coach, on a fledgling podcast. Now, McVay was ribbing Shanahan. He was giving Shanahan a hard time, asking the Niners coach how he liked the Rams' new quarterback, and that led to a rather long rambling response from Kyle Shanahan, and we have the audio tape. So let's go to the audio tape. Here's how it sounded. I was trying to get involved in it. Someone who had knowledge on this situation, I remember us talking to Condon, to everyone to find out when it was happening. And I remember Saturday, I was so stressed out. 
And finally we talked to someone, it was like seven at night and they're like, no, nothing's happening at the earliest till tomorrow. So you can finish your night. So I'm like, all right, I'm done. Put my phone down, talk to Mandy. I'm like, all right, let's go out to dinner. Let's have some drinks. A half an hour later, my buddy calls me. He's like, I'm just telling you, if you want Stafford, you need to get a hold of him right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, we just talk to people. Like, I can sleep on this. We'll talk to him tomorrow. I'm just telling you, you need to talk to him right now. And it totally, I knew it. And then like 10 minutes later, it was all over. All right, so that was uh, Shannon. He also, yeah, he went on to babble even more when asked specifically about uh, about the new Rams quarterback. He said, you don't want to get me started, dude. Uh, he was frustrated and all that stuff. And he uh, said that he had studied him hard coming out of college, meaning Matthew Stafford, and you always play against him. And Shanahan said, you know how good he is, but you know he might be available. And to spend two weeks really watching him, uh, he says, he was the man, Cal Shanahan said, of Matthew Stafford. He then went on to say he's actually underrated. And I know how good of a guy you got, he told Sean McVay. I know how good he is at play action. I know how smart he, meaning the new Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford is. Not only does he have... A big arm, but he's got touch. He knows where the ball is going, blah, 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 blah. All right, so he was rambling on. Let us discuss the question. What's the takeaway from Kyle Shanahan and his glowing comments on Matthew Stafford, who is a divisional opponent as a quarterback? Now, my views on this, you've got the traffic app, the hideaway, and the dreamboat. And we will connect all of these things together. We'll make the Baba Ganoush, Ben. We'll make the Baba Ganoush. Now, first of all, Kyle Shanahan sounded like he had a great awakening and he wanted the world to know. He uh, appeared to be genuinely dismayed, genuinely dismayed that the 49ers were the bridesmaids in the pursuit of Matthew Stafford. And he was massaging Matthew Stafford's shoulders as he was describing Matthew Stafford as a player watching game tape in Cabo. Uh, the, the 49er brass, now they shot their shot and they missed the net. The Rams did not. The Rams scored. The light went red. They scored the goal. Now having to backpedal, they clicked open the Maps traffic app and they rerouted. Uh, rerouted, rooted, whatever. Uh, they, they had to find a replacement for Jimmy Garoppolo, even though they still have Jimmy Garoppolo. And they wanted Matthew Stafford. It tells you the 49ers were in total scramble mode when they ended up trading with the Dolphins for the number three pick, that that was the fallback plan, that Trey Lance was the option out of North Dakota State as the consolation prize. And the 49ers, they thought they were ordering filet mignon with a baked potato, properly made, just perfect, at a fine restaurant, Matthew Stafford. And they ended up settling for a Salisbury steak with lumpy mashed potatoes. That's what they got instead. And they'll attempt to add the right mix of spices and to cook at the right temperature and turn that Salisbury steak into something delicious. And not not a filet mignon, uh, but close, as close as they can get. Now, secondly... I would like to address the Komodo dragon in the room. You never know for sure with coaches whether we're getting the the honest truth or not. They're like politicians. They will lie to your face, and they won't even bat an eyelid while they're doing it. Now, my hypothesis on this one is that Kyle Shanahan, we played you a little sound. I gave you some other quotes from Shanahan. I believe he was speaking the gospel. I think this was genuine, and what is my evidence? I'll tell you. Uh, this was not your standard interview with Joe Schmo on a radio sh- show where Shanahan doesn't know the person, there's no relationship, none of that. Uh, this was a couple of bros in the coaching fraternity who were schmoozing, right? They were just schmoozing, playing grab ass on a podcast. Sean McVay, it was his podcast, and Kyle Shanahan as the guest. A port in the storm. A hideaway between Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, allowing some small talk to flow freely, if you will, letting your guardrails down. And that's how it sounded to me. This is now the second year. We are now in the second year in a row. The 49ers have made a run at a veteran quarterback and been left holding the bag, holding the bag. Now, that's a good omen for the Rams. 
The last quarterback the Niners attempted to, to get and failed at went out and won the Super Bowl. Remember, in 2020, John Lynch admitted there were conversations. He downplayed it as exploratory conversations for Tom Brady to bring him back to his childhood team, a Bay Area guy growing up in Northern California, fan of the Niners. Ultimately, the Niners didn't have a chance to sign Tom Brady because he didn't want to play on the West Coast because his life's on the East Coast, and his wife, happy wife, happy life, didn't want to play, uh, have him play on the West Coast. And so he didn't want to play there. So they couldn't get Tom Brady, so they had to run it back with Jimmy Garoppolo. And now the 49ers again had to go with the backup plan, which is to trade for Trey Lance and then hope that he turns out to be something because the most desired quarterback they wanted, again, they couldn't get. All right, final thought. So Matthew Stafford is set to be the most fascinating player in the NFL 2021, the most interesting player. He escapes the shackles of the Honolulu Blue. You have a parallel universe running side by side. You have two parallel universes here. You have the low information fan, the uneducated fan who, when they when they say certain things, you can tell they don't know what they're talking about. They dismiss Matthew Stafford as a dog with fleas, and they say, "Oh my God, Matthew Stafford!" And blah blah. He's got the cooties. After all, Stafford's thirty three years old has a pathetic 74-90-1 record as a starter with three playoff appearances in Detroit and zero wins in the postseason. So he's, ah, I just dismissed this. Uh, Then you have the other universe, the other parallel universe, that in this dimension, NFL scouts have been salivating about the skill set of Matthew Stafford and the fact that he's going to have a renaissance leaving The Motor City, the knowledgeable football people, not the low-information fan, the knowledgeable football people expect him to blossom now that he is out of the dungeon of doom and he's going to hang out in la-la land. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, trust me, you got to hear the full podcast. He was whispering sweet nothings into that microphone about Matthew Stafford, and it only validates the NFL world's line of thinking. He said Stafford's the man. He said that multiple times. He says, you know how good he is. And Shanahan's saying he's actually underrated, underrated, and how good he is at play action, how smart Stafford is. He went on and on. But wait, there's more. Uh, The coach of the Niners against the divisional opponent, uh, a team that he will have to play against twice. Uh, Shanahan said not only does he have a big arm, Stafford, but he's got touch. He knows where to go with the ball. That sounds like an infatuation situation. That paints the picture of a dreamboat quarterback that the Rams just got as their new messiah. Now, th- this arranged marriage, because trades are arranged marriages, with Sean McVay, that this is the recipe for a metamorphosis is what it is. Uh, and I've been saying this for several months here, but this is more evidence that that's where this is headed. Sean McVay providing the chef's kiss, right? The chef's kiss on the on the deal. And the fact that L.A. traded that stiff Jared Goff and they threw in a couple of first-round picks, which will be low first-round picks in 2022 and 2023, and a third-rounder they gave up in 2021 to get Matthew Stafford. This is a reminder. These comments... I know we're still a few weeks away from training camp. Haven't done this in a while. You can ram it all day, and you can ram it all night because the Rams <laughs> have the man. Again, they've got the man. He not, not only does he just – he doesn't just have a big arm. He's got touch. He knows where to go with the ball. That's an NFL head coach, not coaching Stafford, giving you analysis. Oh, man, I can't wait. Forget the Bucks. The Rams are the team to beat in 2021. My God, come on. You can barf all you want. I didn't put Kyle Shanahan up to say those things. He said them on his own. That's proof right there. Kyle Shanahan, he knows what he speaks of when he talks about Matthew Stafford. Slobber, slobber, slobber. Yes. All right, is the Ben... That really tugged at my heartstrings. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. 
This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Coop Dalu. Ben, not too long ago, you gave a Maller monologue stating that Baker Mayfield will get an extension from the Browns before Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen get uh, get one from their team. Uh, now there are reports floating around that the Browns may wait a year before extending Baker. Are, are you buying that? Uh, I'm not yet. It would be a smart move. The Browns typically don't do the smart thing. You don't have to pay Baker Mayfield the massive massive contract this time. But based on the evidence, every key indicator shows the Browns are attempting to do that. They just don't want to pay him what Baker Mayfield wants. It would be a bad move. I said it would be a bad move. I just think they're going to do it. I'm still not convinced they will not sign Mayfield before the season begins. And Baker Mayfield has been, for the most part, an average quarterback. You don't pay top dollar to mediocre quarterbacks or else you end up with Jared Goff or Carson Wentz 2.0. Next! 
So Ricky Williams did an interview with SI recently. Uh, they they do more than just the uh, the swimsuit edition, I guess. Uh, in the interview, he said that he thinks he would have made the Hall of Fame had the NFL been more accepting of marijuana. Do you agree with him? Listen, I was a huge fan of Ricky Williams. I interviewed him back in the day, did many monologues on Ricky Williams, but he is attempting to rewrite history, right? In a parallel dimension where Ricky could go against Big 12 defenses, he, as an NFL player, he was okay. He was like Clinton Portis or Freeman McNeil, somebody like that. But he wasn't exactly the second coming of Adrian Peterson. So stop. Next. So earlier this week, Tyson Fury spoke with TMZ and actually praised Jake and Logan Paul. He said that they've been a, quote, breath of fresh air to the boxing scene. Does the champ have a good point? No, it's bullcrap. Listen, the YouTube guys, they're not boxers. They're promoters. They're good at promoting. Boxing as an industry has sucked at promoting their product in recent years. And these guys are good at it. Sounds like Tyson Fury wants to get some of that Paul money. All right, how'd we do? You passed this edition. That's a winner. Put it on the board. Cha-ching, shazam. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Time for well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. And away we go to Ask Ben. Your questions are answers on the highway to hell. Unless we're not, anything goes in Ask Ben. These are listener-submitted questions using the hashtag Ask Ben on the microblogging website Twitter. And over to Koopa Loop for the reading of the questions. Ask Ben and friends. This question is for everybody on the crew. It's from Screaming Possum. He wants to know, do you live near Jersey Mike's, and what's your favorite Jersey Mike sub? <laughs> yeah, I do, and I even moved, and I live near Jersey Mike's. <laughs> I, I like the uh, cheesesteak. I'm a basic guy. Uh, Eddie, any, any sandwich you like at I, Jersey I do Mike's? not live near Jersey Mike's oh, that on, I Eddie. know of. Uh, I have never had Jersey Mike's, so I cannot. You've uh, never wow, had Jersey what? Mike's? Nope. It's pretty good. Like I, I like Jersey Mike's. Where I, does it rank on your big board of sandwich? Places? Oh, if you go by like you gotta you gotta grade Jersey Mike's against the other chains. Okay, like, yeah, ex- sub, exactly. Subway. So what's and those, your, where is it? I stand? like them better. I do. They're I'm not just because they're an advertiser. One. No, I think it's good. You know? No, yeah, that's it's it's true. Yeah. If you're if you're going up against the similar chains, they're they're up there. Yeah, listen, I would like I'd, I'd rather go to a mom and pop place, but sometimes you know, traveling around, you got to eat the chain. And I used to love Quiznos, but that. Oh, no yeah. longer here. Yeah, I like Quiznos. Blimpies still around? Are they still around? Blimpies? Not around I don't here. think so, yeah. Okay, they're gone too. Roberto, what's your go-to sandwich? Uh, I, I had, I had uh, what do we call it? Uh, Jersey Mike's? <laughs> I had yes, the, I had, yes, uh, that's what we call yeah. it. We call it Jersey Mike's. The that's Philado- the name we call Phil- it Jersey Philadelphia cheesesteak? Yes, the cheesesteak. Philadelphia cheesesteak. Cheese <laughs> Whatever. Going, going full, full name here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, right. yeah not impressed. Oh. oh, yeah! I thought it was fine. Dump that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, what about you, Coop? Uh, ripping um, sponsors, Roberto. What a rebel! <laughs> well, good, place, house. good place. Uh, yeah, yes. great place. It sucks, but it's wonderful. <laughs> no, that yeah. one stuff sucks, but uh, the other ones are great. I do have a Jersey Mike's near where I live, and my favorite oh, okay. is the number thirteen, the original Italian. Ah, okay. Just like uh, the, you're in Italy eating that sandwich. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. All right. What is I make next? I my own year? Italian sub at home. Do uh, you? Okay. Well, you know, some people yeah. want to get a sandwich and pick it up. All right. The they next question. Like the next question is for for everybody. Uh, I already know Eddie's answer, but we'll we'll put this to every uh, everybody else. Uh, it's from Eek. He wants to know how much water do you drink daily? Oh man, I am a water fiend. Yeah, Eddie hates water. No, I drink water all day. I. I just constantly have uh, you know, right now. I got bottles of water from Costco, but I usually have filtered water, and I'm drinking it all day. I don't even know how many. It's probably closer to Tom Brady level than it is like eight. It's pro- I'm probably over twenty a day. I'm constantly going to the bathroom because I drink so much water. What about you, uh, Eddie? No water. You hate water. That's where fish have sex in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 <laughs> the, only, the only time I drink water is when I play hockey because I'm not going to like put Gatorade in a. You know, Why not, a, Eddie? You hate water. It's it's okay when you're like working out and you're thirsty, but if I have a choice, I'm not drinking water. All right, what about you, Roberto? I drink about 
32 ounces a day. 32 ounces. Yeah. All right. Uh, Should very be more, nice. but nah. It, it, it fills me up too much, man. I get bloated when I drink a lot of water. No, I love it because I fast a lot, and it, uh, I trick my stomach. It's a mind trick. Uh, you think you're you like full. The, I don't like the, that feeling. It's awful, No, I like dude. it, though. Cause oh, it's, it's awful, I, it's, dude. No you way. You can drink as much water as you want. There's no it's calories in water. Feeling, There's zero calories <laughs> in water. Coop? Uh, I'd, I'd say probably about like 24 ounces a day. 24. Exact, I like that you even exact them. I have no idea how many ounces of water I drink. I just know I, I drink like there's right now the I've this Kirkland brand bottle of water. It's got sixteen point nine full ounces. Well, my probably, yeah, my my fridge tells you like how many ounces you're you're like filling the like when you're filling the glass, and yeah. so it's about about like two twelve right. ounce glasses. Yeah, I'm going through some of the talent show submissions by the way, and uh, boy, this this Hey Mona. She want she want she submitted two songs. I think the the first one she submitted is even better than the second one, my opinion. But boy, she's gonna be the star. <laughs> the Hey Mona. <laughs> she's got her mandolin out. Oh, it's great. All right, what is next here, Koopa Loop? What do we have? Uh, blind, the blind Seahawks fan Emmett. He wants oh. to he wants to know for everybody any any good vacations coming up. Uh, n- n- well. Uh, I, nothing, nothing firm. Uh, there's rumors I might be going on a Hawaiian vacation at some point. I do oh. need to get to Wisconsin to see my brother. I've not seen uh, him in there in Appleton. So, but I nothing's locked in stone. Everything's open ended. What about you, Eddie? Going to Europe again, like you did a couple years no, ago? Not, DC, not right? Yet. DC? Yeah, DC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Week one of the NFL will be uh, in DC for the Chargers Washington football team game. And, uh, that game will be all- a morning. That's a morning game, right? So you can fly back and make it back for the show. Oh, yeah. hell no. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be gone a week. Oh, a whole week. I, I, that's fine as long as Ned Flanders yeah. doesn't sit in for you. Okay, Thanks, Eddie. I'll make a special request for him. I'd rather have Wreck-It Ralph at this point. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Roberto? Any uh, vacations? Uh, scattered. I'll be out some scattered days. I'll go to Arizona, some Vegas, but uh, nothing special. Arizona's not special. Vegas isn't special. Well, just, just baseball trips. You know, not, 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 you. not a long vacation. What about you, Coop? I leave for Seattle tomorrow. Ooh. Yep. Uh, Going to go see the Angels. And then uh, the week after that, I'll be in Vegas. So you're off tomorrow? Is that the... Uh, no. Oh, Friday. I got you. I got you. I got you. Awesome. All right. Well, there it is. Any quick, real quick question? Probably not. Uh, ben, do you remember the first caller you ever took on air? It's from Shane in Des Moines. Hi, Shane. I don't actually. I, I was doing I, local radio, AM 1150. I didn't do uh, talk radio at 690. I was a reporter. I don't remember. It must have been great, though. It must have been amazing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Right now, let's go over to Eddie Garcia, who's all excited because hockey is over. It's done. No credit card Gordon calling in, but... The Canadians lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning here. As I predicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't say the Canadians were going to the final. Though. No, didn't I didn't get not. that right. I, I did say they had no chance to win it, and, and they didn't win it. Hey, I was right, though. I said that that Canadian playoff, you know, that, that whole Fugazi thing was going to help Canada get a team in the Stanley Cup final. I was right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, game five of the Stanley Cup final. It was one nothing Tampa Bay late in the game. Ross Colton scoring the only goal in the second period. And here's your final call from the Lightning Radio Network. Cano trying to center it, knocking it away. Yeti Gord, he clears it, he clears it. I don't think this is going to be an icing. No, three seconds left. Petra final shot. The Lightning have done it. They have done it. Lightning Radio Network, shockingly enough, uh, on the final call of that one nothing win. I was watching the uh, NBC feed. Kenny Albert, I think he said something like lightning strikes twice. He did, or yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Little, I like Kenny a lot. That was a little cheesy. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, 22 that was great, saves. call I've ever heard. 22 saves in the shutout. He was named the Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Back-to-back years, Tampa Bay's won the Cup. He started every game for them. He's got like a like a five-game shutout streak in elimination game, something like that. He's the best goalie in the NHL right now. So Tampa Bay wins that series four games to one. Back-to-back Stanley Cups for him. First team to do it since the Pittsburgh Penguins back in 2016-2017. Penguins! Now, obviously, great accomplishment for Tampa Bay, and they're going to be right in the mix again next year. So they a great dynasty, roster. Eddie. That's the no, question. No, not yet. Is not this yet. It? I agree with you. Two, I, okay. two does not make you a dynasty. I, okay. Uh, if they win three, the we can have the discussion. But there are some, there are some in the hockey world 
who feel like maybe this cup should have an asterisk next to it. Now, oh, the that? Tampa Bay Lightning were $9.5 million over the salary cap Good for once them. the playoffs started. Now, the salary cap, though, only applies to the regular season. So once the postseason starts, uh, the players that have been on your roster all year, like Nikita Kucherov, who had hip surgery and uh, makes a hell of a lot of money, they can be added. So... Uh, I, I would say more in the neighbor of, neighborhood of gamesmanship because every team That's in the a league loophole. Could, That's a loophole. could do this, but uh, the, the Lightning did do it, and, well, it helped them to win a Stanley That's Cup. That's just the teams that are, that are tightwads that are jealous of the Lightning. Yeah. As far Last as – I checked, like, Tampa's not considered, like, the big market, right, where the, the big market teams that spend all the money. That's not Tampa. Tampa's a – well, they, like, they do spend to the – they do spend to the No, Tampa. I know they spend a lot, but that's not a traditionally big market. Hell, the, the baseball team in that market spends no money. That's true. Uh, if you're wondering, the odds are out for next season already, according to the uh, Caesar Sportsbook. In Let me William guess: Hill. the Kings are the favorites, Eddie. <laughs> it's a no? funny joke. Uh, thank you. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche have opened up as the favorite to win next what? year's Stanley no, the Cup. The Lightning are supposed to be the favorite. Uh, Whoever wins the, the the championship the next year is the favorite. Uh, the Avalanche won the President's Trophy for the best regular season record. They're a plus five hundred. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights are plus 550. Those are your top two teams, odds on to win the Stanley Cup next well, year. Well, what are the Lightning odds? I didn't see the Lightning. I just saw those two. Uh, but I'm sure they're they're going to be up there. Believe me, they're, they're right there in the mix. Uh, we did have a little bit of surprise coming out on the, uh, the same day as the NHL season ended. Vladimir Tarasenko, star player for the St. Louis Blues, demanding a trade. Uh, he's a three-time All-Star. He scored 30 goals multiple times. He's had some surgeries, though, over the last few years, and apparently he is not happy with the way those surgeries have been handled by the team. Uh-oh. So he is he's demanding a trade. So uh, that's a big name that uh, could be on the, on the mood. He has a no-trade clause, so he would have to approve any deal that uh, that gets him shipped out. So a guy with a no-trade clause asking for a trade. That's correct. That's it correct. sounds like... Doesn't Deshaun Watson have a no-trade clause also? I think he did. He went over the trade. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, speaking of trade, uh, Duncan Keith, future Hall of Fame defenseman for the Chicago Blackhawks, member of the all-100 NHL team, uh, he's also asking for a trade, not demanding, but asking. Oh. Uh, he's a three- well, much nicer when you ask. Yeah, three-time Stanley Cup winner would like to go to a Western team. Apparently the story is that uh, he's, he's, he's had a divorce. His wife has moved to the West, and that's where uh. his son is. And so he wants to be closer to his son, and so he's okay. looking at Edmonton or Seattle. Apparently, are the two teams What's that are interested cracking? in getting him. Yeah, he's he's 37 years old. He's, he's oh. on the downside of his career, but okay. he's a guy. Like I said, three-time Stanley Cup winner. He's won the Norris Trophy as the best defenseman. So he's one of those solid veterans to have to maybe build your team around or supplement a team. Uh, Jonathan Taves also with the Blackhawks. He missed all of last season for what he called chronic immune response syndrome. Uh, he had to take a medical leave of absence. Again, missed all of last year. Uh, another guy who's won three Stanley Cups with the Blackhawks. But uh, he uh, he released a video on social media saying that he is feeling better. He's back on the ice training, and he will be good to go for next season. So that's Taves, but if you look at his name, it looks like Toes. toes. Yeah, yeah exactly it looks like right. Toes. But I don't know how the family came up with Taves. It looks like Toes to me. Yeah, there was an old Steelers lineman who had the same name pronounced and pronounced? spelled the same, yeah. And, and not the, the, the way people pronounce their names, like in, in the name Benoit, but then the Clippers had a center named Benoit. He had the same spelling, but he said it was Benoit. Yeah. It's odd. Now, I'm sure everyone heard this story, but just in case, we'll close it out on the downer note. Uh, the, the goaltender for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Mattis uh. Kivlenix, dying at the age of 24 on the 4th of July. He was hit with a firework, a mortar blast uh, in the chest which caused trauma to the heart and lungs. A little bit more details did come out about it if you're thinking about like culpability or blame. Will there be any lawsuits, that kind of thing? Apparently, oh, there will definitely be lawsuits. Well, the, the fireworks that were used were legal in the state of Michigan, which is where he was at. He was at his goaltender coach's party. Uh, Manny Legacy, an old NHL goalie with the Red Wings, uh, was having a, a 4th of July party, and he and a couple of the other goalies from the Blue Jackets were there. So the fireworks were legal, and apparently the guy who was shooting them off had taken whatever the steps were, like a class or whatever it was, to be, uh, you know, able to shoot off these fireworks. Uh, so there so was they no, hired a trained professional. Right, exactly. So it was apparently it was just a horrible accident, but as you said, they could still potentially sue somebody. But uh, there's no no criminal charges that are going to be filed. Um, well, as that far must, as that I mean, that was, this sucks for everybody. Oh, the guy yeah. obviously died, but there, there was a there was a wedding celebration. Yeah, yeah. There was a, uh, what a, a way to get married. My Fourth God. of July slash uh, celebrating a recent wedding of Manny Holy Lakes, crap. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your puck the world report. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.